You're listening to Unterwegs, the On Route podcast, where we talk about what it means to be on route with Jesus in our day-to-day life. Navigating life and faith in our complex and changing society is hard. Our goal is to keep you Unterwegs with Jesus, moving forward as you follow God's calling on your life. I'm Mike Piccinato, your host on Unterwegs, the On Route podcast, and today we are going back to the conversation we started last week with Stephen and Jenny. As we're talking about Sprig, our new creative hub here in Weissensee, Berlin. And uh, we're just going to jump right into the conversation where we left off last week, which is about the timing of when we came into this space. In the conversation we had from last week, we referenced these five core values that we have at Envision Berlin. Those values are we want our ministry to be about deeper life, about really focusing on presence-based ministry, about working with artists and creatives about non-institutional education and about serving as a ministry hub. We'll be referencing those again. I'll put them in the show notes if you want to read them as well. And if you have any questions, as always, feel free to write to us. Enjoy the show. Now, the timing on it was both amazing and awful all at the same time. Uh, and so we, we, we got the contract. I read through it. Alyssa and I met with the owner, which was just an amazing experience in and of itself. And... Um, and worked through some questions on the contract. We we kind of got that all worked out and she sent us back the contract. And then I went in and signed it on, on a Saturday. And then the next week, was it on a Wednesday? You on got a the keys. Wednesday. On a Wednesday, we picked up the keys to the place, Wednesday, September 1st. And on Thursday, September 2nd, we were picking up our first short-term team at the airport. It was insanity. <laughs> it's just so much. And it's not like we picked up the keys and then turned around and walked away. We picked up the keys. I already had a van full of stuff to drop off here. <laughs> and then for the next week, we were we were picking up furniture off of off of eBay classifieds and building and it was nuts. I think I think I know why I'm tired. We've <laughs> been running all over the city picking up furniture. And what was great was that the lead team that was here did an amazing job of helping us. They um, really worked hard in mm-hmm. helping us get our space set up. Yeah, and just felt like they were excited about what was happening and wanted to do what they could, whether that was putting shelves on the wall or putting together a kitchen. Yeah, which is all great to have and would have taken the five of us much longer. Definitely. Um, but then we were also able to see it be beyond just this place that teams can come and work. We started serving them out of our space mm-hmm. right from the start. Yeah, I mean, we had like one of the first things that I did was set up a classroom, like a classroom setting so they could do their language uh, ex- experience on that Saturday. Right. So like yeah. right away, yeah, we're right into it. And so that was that was great. And then um, the team left and and less than a week later, uh, 850 books show up <laughs> on a pallet and a couple computers and a couple of computers and we had a space to put them in. Yeah. Including and bookcases. It, yeah. And that's the crazy thing is that there were enough bookcases, even though we weren't sure how, how many, how much room actually does 850 plus, cause we already had some, how much room does that actually take? And you guys did a great job. 
we, we were all over Berlin picking up bookcases. Well, you know, really not. I mean, we didn't not go bo- too far yeah. west, but yeah. Well, we did for the rest of the uh, for the chairs for the chairs. But my word, and and so I, we're sitting right now in a room that probably is close to a thousand books in it. More than yeah, in multiple languages that cover a huge variety of topics that we just need to finish going through the work of cataloging them. And then we have this functioning library with books already checked out of it. Yeah, there's already been four checked out. That we can begin to use to serve the the teams and other ministries here in Berlin. It's so exciting. And the students and yeah. Yeah, so exciting. Plus, we have this podcast recording equipment that we've been able to acquire which is also super nice. Yeah, and working on the amount of soundproofing abilities. Yeah, how much foam can you put on the wall? What is a base trap? And how do you build one? <laughs> we figured it out, I think. Yeah, there's no ambulance trap, though. There's no ambulance trap. You'll just hear those as they go by. And then I think the, the next step, well, for some of you, the next step, I'll be honest. Once we got into a space, I was perfectly happy with the most boring name available, the Envision Berlin Creative Space. Um, but that was not flying with some of the creatives on our team. <laughs> Somehow creative space sounded like the opposite. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> you call something a creative space and you're scaring creatives off. I'm like, oh, okay, then, then we need a name for the space. And we sat down and, and as you can imagine, those kind of discussions are never, are never quick. The name list was so long. And for one who has decision fatigue, you're like, wait, when do we stop coming up with names? That was, but they just kept coming. One of the pictures um, when we had stopped to listen to pray um, that I had received from the Lord was this picture of these hands coming in. And so if you imagine kind of dark soil um, with not really anything growing in it, um, but these, these hands spread, pushing back the soil and planting this little tree to grow you know, and, and, you know, very, yeah, tenderly planting this this little sprig in the ground, um, and then this idea that it would grow uh, in, into a place where the birds could come um, and take yeah take refuge, but also to to sing and to live. And so that came back up as we were as we were thinking about names, and it was our intern who who threw out well. What about something to do with sprig? And then we kind of went searching and it brought us to Ezekiel chapter 17. And Jenny's going to read that. All right. It's Ezekiel 17, 22 and 23. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of the cedar and will set it out. I will break off from the topmost of its young twigs, a tender one. And I myself will plant it at a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel will I plant it, that it may bear branches and produce fruit and become a noble cedar. And under it will dwell every kind of bird. In the shade of its branches, birds of every sort will nest. And so as we kind of processed that, 
we just ended up landing on the idea of what if it didn't have something to do with Sprig? What if it was just Sprig? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that's packed into that. I think one of the big things for us was the idea of becoming a place that provided shelter for people, becoming a place where, and this was following up the podcast we recorded with you guys, where you said one of the things that you were not anticipating was not hearing songbirds mm-hmm. in Berlin. And so this picture of, of something growing where the songbirds would come and find their home also I think carried a lot of weight for me in those moments. Yeah. And, and so a lot of that is connected with, with how do you plant something that grows and begins to develop into something that is providing shade, it's providing, it's providing home, it's providing music, it's providing seeds. I mean, there's so much that's packed into that, mm-hmm. into what this little sprig could become. Yeah. And, and a big chunk of that is also just this, this dream that, that I have of, of becoming a place where we are really doing an amazing job of, of helping people with a variety of gifts become everything that God has called them to be. And that sounds so cheesy when I say it like that, but I really think, especially focusing in on people that often don't have that place to be developed. Like where does an artist go that really wants to develop in their gifts? Where do they go to practice that in a way that's also combined with them learning how to be fully formed disciples of Christ? And there's just such an absence. Mm -hmm. And I think too, there's a sense of like that presence based of, we're surrounded by so many different people from so many different places. And yeah, that we're either going out or they're coming in and like so many conversations that we have had already with people in the artistic community. And yeah, that feels like, yeah, to be a part of that and to grow into that, like, it just feels so right. And and it and part of that passage is also what does it look like? What does it look like when we grow to be a mighty cedar? And who knows exactly what that will look like down the road? But this just feels like a great starting place for that now. It's funny thinking back now at some of the places that we had looked at that would not have been right because they were too big. Right. Mm. Like if you try to put the the weight that uh mighty cedar can handle onto a little sprig it'll break right you know so there's just something about um yeah even seeing the lord's provision in some of the spaces that didn't work out so maybe now would be a good time to even talk about the space we have the space has has three rooms and uh, we've talked a little bit about the room that we're sitting in now the library and the and the podcast recording studio there's two other spaces. One is is kind of the space that we're hoping will be able to be used for a classroom space, but then also as a gallery space where we can exhibit artworks that help us enter into conversation with people in the community, but also a place where the artists that come and serve with us have a space that they can exhibit their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's just such a 
a Berlin thing, right? Like this last week was Berlin Art Week and there are galleries all over the place. Uh, and so stopping in and having conversations about art and reflecting on what does this mean? And um, yeah, it just, it fits. I read an interesting uh, review this last week talking about Art Week. And one of the things that this reviewer said is that Berlin is still underrepresented in gallery space, especially for the amount of artists that call the city home. Our little tiny room for exhibiting art might seem like it's way too small to make a difference, but it will to the artists that have no space to exhibit their work. And now there's a space and we'll be able to show their stuff. On the Art Week map, right? Like we're in this little desert. <laughs> and so I think yeah, being able to have e- even our, our little humble start here for, for that is something um, that there's not enough of in this particular community. And then there's a, a third room. And my wife was telling me that now has a name too. Oh, She's calling it the bird's nest. And I'm not uh-huh. sure if that's... <laughs> <laughs> that might have only been discussed by a small portion of the, of the team. No, but that's really more of the office space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the collaborative working space, right? Like, right. Um, yeah, got a number of desks around the outside, and then a meeting space in the middle of it, and um, and also these more windows, right, that look out into this beautiful hof, uh, courtyard area. Which I think, yeah, as we came to realize that as you create, it's not uh, clean. So to have a space where we can say, no, I mean, it's not that we'll be like terrible, but to have a space that is separate from a classroom or separate from a, a gallery or a podcasting area or a library. like a, Or a living room. <laughs> but to have a space that, that feels separate felt important. Like we, we had the conversation several times of like, okay, in that space, can we wall off or partitions or any of that? And that wasn't ever a need here, which again, thinking about what do we have to pay for? What do we have to buy? Partitions wasn't on the list. And there will be a sense of chaos in that space at times, I'm sure, as we're working on different projects. Yeah. But there's, there's also the, hopefully the sense of some good bubbling over. I mean, it'll be community. So we'll learn to love each other through it. <laughs> yeah. But there'll also be hopefully just a, a good impact where, we're, especially when we're all working on the same project or have questions to ask and we're all in the same space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think even down to the fact that there was a space and hookups for a small kitchen, like that we didn't have to go out of our way to create or to have a bare minimum, we have a basically a functioning kitchen, which feels great for hosting and for, yeah, just the amount of work and cleanup and <laughs> meeting the needs of people. Yeah, and providing for teams that come in and using the space. That was something, and it, it, yeah, that it didn't move into any of the other spaces. And two bathrooms. Including one that we can put a washer and dryer into, which I'm super curious about as we think about teams. Especially this last time when the team was like, but our, but our space has no washer and dryer. It's this vacation apartment that we have. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm super excited about this space. I'm super excited 
to just kind of finish the settling process. It's it's like when you're moving into a new house and we haven't hit our stride yet. We're still there's still stuff that we're down to the loose end stuff that's all over the place right now. Um, but super excited about getting things a little more settled and taken care of and uh, and really beginning to live in this space. And so I want to just kind of bring it back and say and, and maybe ask the questions of Stephen and Jenny with these five top priorities that we have here for Envision Berlin, what does that mean in in this space? Why is this space the right space for us to be, begin to focus on those things? So we've touched on that a little bit, but where do you guys see maybe especially those first two, the focus on deeper life and on presence-based ministry really being a, a good fit for this space? I think something we haven't talked about is how close it is to where Stephen and I live. That I think was also something very crazy. Like it just, just mind blowing really it's, you know, around the corner. And I think again, part of that presence based, it's like, you know, we're working and living in the same community and that feels very challenging in a large, in a large city to be able to, live and work to to see the same people going by potentially there's a there's a lot of people here so you don't know if you'll see the same people but you might um and just yeah the impact that that has about the that you care yeah about where you live Mm -hmm. yeah for sure as we think about the presence space piece i think that's huge and and there's something too about really pressing into the history of this neighborhood, which I think we'll probably talk more about in a different episode, but um, yeah, what does it mean to be here, to be from here? That goes really deep, uh, particularly in a city with history like Berlin has, right, which is super complicated. And I think even that becomes part of the walk into deeper life of, uh, you know, what what was the historical witness of people who were called Christians here in this area? Yeah, in a in a city that was largely uh, considered Christian at one time, what what did that mean, and then what does that mean for us today? So I think there's a, a really fascinating intersection between those two, and then I think practically the combination of the classroom space, some of the resources we have in the library, some of the podcasts we hope to produce here, and then of course the resources that we're looking at uh, developing uh, in the in the workroom, the nest. Is that what I heard? Perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. Uh, you know, all of that is built or toward developing deeper life for uh, for all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, as we continue to explore, and, and this might mean different things to different people, but what does it mean to have almost a modern monastic movement where where we're deliberately living in community in such a way that impacts the community in which we're in? Um, and so there's this... this coming together to do something that impacts people around us. So what does it mean when we move into a community that was in former East Berlin that's largely underrepresented by by churches? What does it mean for us to begin to create something here in this particular space, uh, both for presence and, as we say, it's not enough. It's just not enough if we produce good stuff, if that's not coming out of a heart of a of a meaningful relationship with God. We don't want to be a place that produces just good resources. 
mm-hmm. there has to be a depth to that as well. And I'm excited to see what happens in this and, space. And I think even letting our neighbors push us, right? Like being able to say, you know, if we say, hey, this really matters, and a neighbor says, I don't know why that would matter, do we have a good answer? Mm. Yeah. The the third is is artists and creatives. And I, again, even as I just, the, the room that we're sitting in now set up as a place where people can creatively work with with words and production of 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 podcasts is is a big thing Uh, but also that gallery space yeah i i i just i love it we've got gallery rails up on the wall so we can hang paintings uh or or other forms of art um and they're visible through the window and then as you come in through our front door uh it, it opens you know to the left into that space and it's just it's just right there and i think both for our own artists and creatives who who come as interns and students and uh, on staff here that uh, there's a place to test it out, right? To be like, okay, how how does the <laughs> broader world, how, how do other people respond to what I've created? And uh, yeah, to grow from critique uh, as well as from the opportunity to enjoy sharing your work with others and then uh, to invite others into the space to share their work with us. And I think... There's just something really nice about it. And then that the kitchen is right beyond that. Uh, you know, if we want to treat people as they're participating there, uh, we've, it's just, it's a great space for it. And then the ability to use that space for other things too, to allow that to be used by our, our the other local teams as a, as a place where they can meet with a small group of people or to, for us deliberately dream about how do we do kind of an old style salon evening where we're talking about philosophical thoughts from different perspectives, including theological and philosophical and artistic backgrounds. And and then to be able to use the space long-term as classroom space. Mm -hmm. And I love the idea of the space being first gallery, second classroom, so that we're bringing people to learn into a space that is also surrounding them with creativity. Mm -hmm. It's just a different, a different flavor. I think it it takes out the like as as we've been talking the sense of sterileness that can come with a classroom that that feels very yeah just hospital um yeah and the idea that learning and sharing and growing isn't it can be done in a sterile environment but it most often is done in in the the natural world, which isn't neat. It isn't tidy. Um, and it's, yeah, you have to dig down to get to, yeah, the, the core, the heart. Yeah. I, I'm just envisioning it a lot. You know, your garden isn't necessarily always neat and tidy. Even ones that look neat and tidy, they have their own sense of, of chaos, but that really is a part of, of learning and life. I think so much of, uh, you know, multiple of these things that we want to accomplish are, yeah, that word tension, right? Like, I think the best learning involves a fair amount of tension, right? Support too, but but a lot of tension and art introduces and plays with uh, tension, responds to tension. And so, yeah, having the tension as expressed in art uh, in combination with tension as expressed in learning just feels really right. 
it can be it can be confrontational in a good way right that that also begins to force people to say i don't like that or i do like that and then they have to deal with the feelings of why or why not and i think so much of our education is is based on on words and concepts that are expressed through words that when you get past that sometimes you discover other sides to issues and art does a great job of helping those other sides being seen and so i love the idea of students coming for six months or a year and us doing four five six seven exhibits around their time here and so as soon as they're beginning to get comfortable with what's hanging on the walls we change it so that they're uncomfortable again and having to be reconfronted not in a way that's Oh, ha, ha, ha. I love making people uncomfortable, but in a way that forces them to think about issues from a new perspective. Um, and so then that's one way we deal with the artists and creatives. The other, the other one was this idea of, oh, we, and we touched on the non-institutional education space by that being a classroom as well. Uh, so the final piece might be just, how, how do we really see this space being a ministry hub? Yeah, I, I think... And in some ways, each of the rooms is that differently. Um, so this space, this studio, uh, is intended to create resources, um, to have conversations, to bring people from around the world, literally, into conversation um, around things that really matter. Uh, and again, you know, with that theme of tension, right? Like, what does it mean to follow Jesus well in the world today? Um, what is he leading us into? And yeah, so this room, I think, represents that. Even the tension, if you spend any time looking through the shelves, there is tension in the shelves of what books are here and what conversations we might be having. And I think that is its own hub uh, space. It brings all these different things into conversation. Um, and then the the room uh, next to us, that gallery and uh, classroom space, is also a space that other people who are here in the area that are connected to the ministry that we're involved with can come and use for their own meetings and, and interactions. I think that, um, yeah, is a really fun part of providing a, a service uh, in this hub space. And then hopefully in, in, in the office space where we're not just creating things that we're excited about, but we're also coming alongside the teams and serving them in what we're producing and and developing and making resources available that are really helpful for them. I, I mean, I I have these these pictures of of graphic artists coming and wanting to work with us and us being able to sit down with teams and saying, "What do you want your materials to look like?" Mm -hmm. And us being able to here produce something that's helpful for them short term and and long-term as well. And even like right now I have a project. There's somebody who is actively involved in ministry and needs a resource. And the project has kind of been on the shelf because I've been waiting for a space to actually sit down and work on it. And today we unpacked the computers and it's like, all right, now we can sit down and work on that. And it's, uh, yeah, serving the needs of the, yeah, this broader, uh, ministry reach. So, I mean, that was a lot that we've covered in the last almost an hour by the time we finished doing some cuts here and you can always email us and our email address is in the in the in the show notes underneath but really want to invite you to join conversation with us on our discord server as well and with that i think we'll sign off for the night thanks Stephen and jenny for joining me again i i just want to close 
the time out. I think with just this maybe restatement of like, we're so glad that the Lord has provided. And maybe that's part of the story we didn't even get to is ways in which the Lord has provided uh, financially, right? Mm. Somebody gave not knowing what <laughs> what it would go toward, uh, but, but with this idea of space and they gave almost within a euro uh, of the amount needed for the deposit for mm-hmm. the space in just the right timing. And I think, you know, we continue to trust that the Lord will provide, um, but we're so excited for what is going to happen here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, grateful for uh, the involvement of anybody who uh, happens to be listening. That's where we brought our conversation to a close. And as Stephen said, we are super grateful to anybody who wants to be involved. You can visit us on our website, www.envisionberlin.com. Right now, that'll forward you directly on to the Envision website for Envision Berlin. In the coming weeks, we'll be working on our website and and customizing it a little bit more for us. On that website link right now, though, you can find a, a, a link to how you could donate to us. I'll also put that in the show notes. Giving is not the only way people can support us, though. Another way you could support us is just connecting us with any artists or creatives you know that might be looking for an opportunity to come and serve, to do an internship, or any students that would like to learn and join our Trek program. And you can find more information about both of those things in the show notes. Unterwegs, the On Route podcast, is a production of I Am Intercultural, a division of Exigent Communication, in partnership with Envision Berlin. Please like, share, and subscribe. Podcast music is by Mike Piccinato.